One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by our fake doll, Laurie Blake. Hey, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, grand. Yeah, grand, grand, yeah. grand. Wait for um, this all to blow over. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we've got so still what, two, waiting. Two more weeks. Two more weeks until we find out if there's three more weeks, and <laughs> then yeah, yeah, then we might be allowed outside. So cool, <laughs> cool, cool, guys. Um, yeah, well, let's dive into the show itself because we're going to be talking about the announcement that 2K21 has been officially cancelled. But what next for the 2K franchise? Here is the show. report the q1 financial report that wwe did yesterday for its uh, investors and whatnot they confirmed a rumor that was started last week that 2k21 has been cancelled and mm -hmm. there is going to be no wwe game this year which will be the first time since 1997 that a yearly wwe game has not been released um, so yeah, this was a rumor that was started last week from Justin uh, Leffer, who was a former writer of uh, the Raw vs. SmackDown game series. Mm -hmm. And he said that he'd heard that there was going to be no 2K21 this year, but 2K was still working on a WWE game. It just won't be the standard game that we got you know, last year and the year prior and the mm -hmm. year before that, which most likely means it's a mobile game filled with microtransactions. That's just... Uh, that's certainly my <laughs> guess anyway. Another um, microtransaction is 2K. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they uh, confirmed it yesterday. Frank A. Riddick, uh, the third, the interim chief financial officer of WWE, confirmed there will be no launch of a game this year. Um, and the, but they did say that they're working on another game not developed. Oh, it's not developed by 2K developer Visual Concept, but that game was not mentioned in the conference call. 2K's official game uh, account tweeted, we will be sharing details on a future or on the future of the WWE 2K franchise, as well as some exciting news on Monday at 7 a.m. PT. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, Laurie, I think you are probably the <laughs> most comprehensive player of 2K20, the uh, yeah. the world knows. For my have... sins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is my punishment for not taking quizzes seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it. I think the thing is, it's it's a bad game, isn't it? It's uh, the problem is that before 2K20 was created, the end of 2K19's development cycle, Ukes decided basically that they weren't going to work on the WWE 2K series anymore. They started, uh, they, they're in the works of their own wrestling game, sort of going back to their lineage of having previously created their own wrestling games in Japan, which is why they got signed up to do SmackDown in 2000. Um, and now Ukes are working on their own thing. People are wondering whether that's the AEW game, but I feel like mm. AEW might have got together some sort of like legacy Aki team to do it like they would they want to do like a wcw nw a revenge style game exactly um, yeah. they, want, they want to do no mercy in 2020 exactly i think that's what they want to do but yeah so you have decided basically they want to go off and make their own wrestling game seemingly that was because um what was sort of intimated by them was that there's there was frustrations of working with 2k and i think that's probably the the, the notion that the, the game has become more of a simulation than an arcade experience if you look at the old smackdown games when thq were running the shop they were very arcadey they were very much in that um they, they were even more arcadey than no mercy was no mercy yeah. was actually the more technical game with like there are hundreds of hundreds of permutations of moves that you can do everything can be counted everything can happen like smackdown didn't get counters until uh like here comes the pain i think something like that like it was a long time yeah. coming for there to even be the ability to change the game back in your favor um so yeah there's all this frustration building up and then uh, Ukes decide they're going to move on. Development is handed over to Visual Concepts, who are an internal uh, 2K team. Ukes said they will stay on board for engine queries. So I think this is the this is the main reason why that game was so bad, right? Because the the, the big criticism of the WWE 2K games is that they were being made on an engine that was vastly vastly out of date. This yeah. this this is. This was being made on the same engine that 2K13 was being made on. Wow! Which is, which is which is when WWE, which is when 2K bought the WWE license. That's when that's when THQ went bust. They got that they got that license at a massively reduced price, um, and churned out a game as quickly as they could. And that is the foundation that these games have been built on ever since. And obviously, if you're the main developer of a series like Ukes was, you're going to keep working at that engine and tinkering with it but it's not the same as if you just have a new engine that you built from scratch to do a job that you know you're going to do what they did was put together an engine to make a game run and they've slowly bolted bits on and changed bits of code so if you're the key developer on that you're going to be the people who know how to make that work and how to make that sing i'm not arguing that ukes ever really made it sing uh <laughs> uk the series has been pretty ropey throughout but it has had some very good clues. It's never had the technical issues that WWE 2K20 had, and that only comes from people not understanding the engine. So I think the reason they've cancelled WWE 2K21 is because they need to build an engine. They need mm. to build an engine that they understand. Um, because, you know, other than, other than updating the wrestlers in the game, of which I guess now we just remove some, Mm -hmm. And we add in Jake Atlas, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, beyond that and making some sort of obviously bollocks career mode that they're going to make some sort of rubbish story <laughs> mode. Uh, 
there's not there's not a huge deal to do beyond you know they they just they incrementally improve the graphics they update everyone so they're current and mostly the, the basics of the game are the same so i think what they are i think the only reason to can the only reason to cancel and elongate the development process is because they need to get this engine under control and they probably need to build a whole new one um so, but then i don't know whether it, i don't know well i don't know whether the game itself is worth that much money to 2k that they want to spend ages uh, making a new engine like it is a B tier. It feels like it's a double A game and not a triple A game, you know. And we don't yeah. make double A games anymore because they're not financially viable. So no. And two K twenty was a big load of bollocks. Like let's mm. let's put it out there. It was a it was a really really bad game. I am amazed to see like on a we we've got a fan Discord that that's run by fans. And I was amazed to see that there were people who were still buying DLC for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like I was absolutely stunned to my core because the game was really bad mm -hmm. everyone said it was really bad there was very few people out there who were defending the game and you know i took a lot of flack on twitter because i criticized the 2k for making for having the fiend as a pre-order bonus mm -hmm. um because i felt, Wyatt, yeah yeah i was like you just you know he should he's the hottest thing in the in the business right now he should just be in the game you don't have to pre-order it in order to get it and i got a lot of hate from that from people who stream 2k games for their living who said well we're going to pre-order the game anyway because we know it's going to be good ah. and <laughs> you know and now those people even those people now are not defending the game because the game came out and it was a big load of pants mm. but and it's tanked youtubers careers like you know yeah it's not just totally. tanked it's not just tanked the sales of this game for 2k it's not just tanked uh wwe's profit expectations from the licensing deal it's it's completely ruined a load of youtubers careers so I suppose the question is because like yeah you're right at one point we were like what one of the the biggest Twitch streamers of 2K20 I think just and at the was, time that we were on yeah but but my point was going to be it wasn't because like we were popular or anything it's because we were about the only people that were still streaming it yeah I think that uh, that's the thing I think everyone the reviews were so bad for this game this game was full of game breaking bugs it was. Uh, terribly put together that the story mode was the biggest pile of gubbins i think i've ever played i've ever experienced um and this is this is the problem with like i think so and some of it some of it is definitely like a technical issue and some of it was a creative issue and i think they both those issues in concert spoiled that game i wouldn't say that like um the you can't just put it down to it's a great game it's a game of great ideas but no ability to execute them it was a game of bad ideas that were badly executed um so is it worth um 2k kind of not so much going back to the drawing board and releasing 2k 22 mm -hmm. but instead releasing one giant patch for 2k 20 or 2k 21 i suppose it would be uh for 2k 20 that then makes it 2k 21 so you're not actually releasing a new mm. game you're just releasing a patch that updates the roster updates everyone's attire updates you know new uh locations and things like that a new story mode and so the people that have bought 2K20 just have to pay, you know, whatever it is, DLC amount to get 2K21. And it just essentially updates the file you've already got. Well, this is your altruistic uh, answer to that problem, isn't it? This is, I guess this is the argument that people have been making about sports games for ages. If, if, if all you're adding to a sports game is you're updating the rosters on teams and you're, you're fixing the standings so they reflect the world as it is like fifa does that on a on like a near weekly basis i think it like mm. it as the you know it, it constantly changes who's 
like there is a live version of FIFA that's tracking real football. Um, and WWE should do the same. But then the argument to be made is why sell the next year's uh, FIFA? Why sell the next year's 2K game? Um, why not just make it a patch? And it's like, well, because it's money, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. not, we're never going to get the, uh, you buy this one FIFA and that is FIFA forever. And they just continue to update it as time goes on. I just, I just don't think that's good business practice for people. And I mean, like, when you, and when you take 2K into account who have, hidden the ability to have your player character even be good behind paywalls before they've yeah. hidden the ability to like <laughs> access half the game behind a paywall. Um, I just don't think you're going to get this ideal situation in which you get this, uh, you know, um, one game that they update kind of for a reasonable amount of money. And I, I guess that's the other thing about the 2K series is their business practices with the previous games were so mercenary that they had no goodwill going into 2K20, really. Like they, they had to have these YouTubers who made their living, like people who, whose jobs relied on this game being good. They were the only people coming out and being like, wow, I'm really rooting for this game. Mm. Everyone else was like, I want to see this fail. <laughs> because <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Like we've all been, like, I, I don't know if, I don't know about anyone listening or, or watching. It's like, I think um, I've been burned personally by buying a WWE 2K game when I was just, just, you know, not having to do it for work. And it was just as a fan and I just wanted to play some wrestling game. And, you know, I wanted to do the thing that everyone does in 2K games, which is make a, create a wrestler and do a career and mm -hmm. like have that be sort of reflective of uh, the kind of career modes that you used to get, which were, they had a, they had a sort of loose story that drove you through the plot. And, but mostly it was you going after whatever championship you wanted to go after. Stuff like that. The 2K ones became so prescribed and such a ladder of like, well, you have to do this. You know, in the one I wanted to do, I just I was watching NXT at the time, so I just wanted to be the NXT champion. And the game literally lets you get the NXT championship and then immediately forces you to lose it so that you can go to Raw <laughs> and SmackDown. It's like, I want to be on NXT. Like, why can't that be a choice? Why can't we just go back to the days of like the career mode from SmackDown where it was just, you just do week-to-week -week TV and then do a pay-per-view. And then yeah. when you win the championship, you just defend that on pay-per-views. Yeah, and there's, like there's the no mercy one. yeah, and there's just a loose story in between where it's like people come up to you backstage and that starts feuds and stuff like that. I don't think it, it doesn't need to be that complex. I think most people would be perfectly happy to just sort of go through the motions of being a wrestler. They don't need it to be like you're invading from this small upstart uh, wrestling promotion into NXT and then you progress through NXT and you win the Universal Championship on your first day by a, a roll-up and then you get chased by some other... Like in the current one where you're just this goob. Uh, <laughs> like the, the worst human possible yeah. they made your character. And so every single moment in the game, which is meant to be like the high point of your career as a fan where you win the Universal title or you go into the Hall of Fame... Every single moment is played as a joke. So you, the player, is made to feel like an idiot and a joke every point by this game. These are all creative decisions that they kept making with these things <laughs> that are so dumb. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping if they, you know, if they're having two years off and they get to think about it and make their own engine and come back to it, I'm hoping they actually start to take the criticism on board and they listen to the wider community of people talking about the game. Because I think the thing with wrestling games as well is that they're very hard to review. Um, and I think reviewers haven't done a particularly great job of 
understanding the intricacies of what wrestling fans expect from wrestling games. Like I've, I tried to read reviews of 2K19, 2K20, and beyond saying that it was, you know, 2K20 was technically bereft. Um, mm. No one was looking at the career mode. No one was talking about the, no one was actually really saying like, this is the experience of playing the story. This is the experience of being a wrestler. This is the experience of making your character. All this stuff is locked behind loot boxes, by the way. You know, that's the information that I wanted. What they were talking about was like, I did a match as AJ Styles. And that's very much like your, your basic review event style stuff. That's, that's you know, like, here we are showing off the best bit of the game. We've spent ages making AJ Styles' entrance because he's brand new to WWE in whatever year it was they were doing the game. We spent ages doing the cover art stars. So Becky Lynch has a great entrance in WWE 2K20. Let's not show you Dana Brooke. Yeah. Awful goblin Dana Brooke that we've made. But <laughs> we will show you Becky Lynch. And so that's what I think all the reviews come out of that idea of like, non-wrestling fans who are games journalists being given or like not massive wrestling fans who are games journalists being given this game to play and going well these are the top guys and these are the people i've probably heard of in the outside sphere so i'll play as those and if you play only as the people who have had the most time lavished on them the game's actually quite good but it would be the same as if street fighter was only ryu and then a <laughs> load of uh child's drawings yeah like it, it it's it's just you can't review it like that. You've got to go deeper into it. And I think this is what 2K needs to be taking on board because reviewers will probably just only have played the surface level stuff and gone, yeah, that's that's fine. Seven out of 10. The, the WWE 2K games are your classic seven out of 10, eight out of 10 game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think they need to listen to the fans and go like, this is what we actually want from these games. And this is, you know, this is the reason why Justin uh, Leaper or Leper has had such sway in terms of these uh stories about this game is because not only because he was um he's seeming he's got insight with the development team but because he wrote one of the best story modes that wwe games have ever had so people mm. people are like you you were part of the development team of something that everyone really enjoyed so he that gives him cachet to say these things right yeah, totally. Uh, and like, so, you know, 2K have said that they're going to be making an announcement on Monday regarding the future of the uh, sort of WWE game franchise. And as I said, like my prediction on that is most likely it's going to be a mobile game. And when you look at sort of the current landscape of mobile games, you might ask, well, you know, pourquoi? Why would you, mm. why would you release a mobile game in such a sort of crowded market as it already is? And my wager to that would be the same reason that EA have never made another Simpsons game. EA have never made a, a proper Simpsons game since, you know, the, the, the sort of the classics of, of hit and run and things like that, because they don't need to, mm. because they've got Simpsons tapped out. And Simpsons tapped out makes them a bucket load of money mm -hmm. every single month. So if you're 2K and, you know, we've talked to kind of extensively on this about how they bloody love a loot box and they like hiding things behind loot boxes. Well, go to the mobile market because on the mobile market, people don't tend to mind loot boxes. They don't mind spending those microtransactions to get extra gubbins. You know, so you may as well release a mobile game. Just release that one mobile game and make an absolute crap load of money on that. And then and it doesn't even have to be good. Because like Simpsons tapped out is it's a coloring book like it's not a game it's it's a time wasting coloring book but yet people just spend an absolute ton of money on it. Mm -hmm. I think yeah I think mobile games is definitely a, a sphere they're going to be looking into. I wonder whether they're going to do something like um, uh, an arcade style 
game in which you can have a limited roster of characters mm. uh, use faces like The Rock and Hogan and people like that to sell the game, like WWE All-Stars was. I don't know if you remember that game. It's on Xbox oh, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff, the really chunky aesthetic one. Yeah. Um, With the big, massive moves in it. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if something like that could be in the works as like a stopgap style game or whether it's something just like just pick one person and it's their story. Like if they just did that, the Daniel Bryan career mode from 2K20 with one other person as a standalone game, that might be okay. Um, I just think, yeah, like you are going to get this the full-fledged bells and whistles version of... 2k and I, like and that's the thing i don't understand like you get you you could just fix the the technical stuff and then remove all the locks on the fun and then that would be a good game i don't <laughs> it's not hard no it's not it's not hard at all the um, logic behind so yeah. hard. i'm sure the making of it is incredibly hard that's why i'm not a game developer but <laughs> so i think we could probably presume that they'll be back for 2k22 Unless, of course, this this sort of like you know fantasy book mobile game that we've that we've come up with at the top of our heads mm-hmm. is a huge financial success for them, we can probably presume they'll be back for two K twenty two. For mm-hmm. me, I'd really like to see them go back to that more arcadey style as opposed to the simulation style. And I wonder, you know, because Cody yesterday was talking, uh, it wasn't yesterday, it was a couple of days ago, was talking, like giving an update on the AEW video game and saying, you know, we it is still coming, we're going to be working on it. We were. I think they were, were hoping to release it this year, but that might not happen now. It might be pushed back to next year or, or what have you. I wonder if, like, what the success of that game might have, <clears> or, you know, <throat> supposed success in that game might have on what 2K22 might bring to the table. Yeah, I think that I think they're going to be watching that very closely if that happens, because this is going to be, I think, if Kenny is sort of heading up the uh, AEW side of the negotiations there in a sense of like I think he's probably the most tenured gamer and most the most obvious like I have the deepest hooks in the fighting game community he's going to be adamant I think that it's that sort of Aki style the Aki engine game mm-hmm. in a no mercy style because I think what they understand is that games are games and not accurate simulations like WWE WWE is a simulated sport yeah, uh, and you don't do a simulation of a simulated sport because that doesn't work. Like FIFA works as a sports simulation because it tweaks the ability for you to be on the level of the people. Um, whereas wrestling is too complex to do a simulation of that because you have to simulate both the kayfabe and the real world versions of what are going on. And WWE 2K games have failed at that at basically every hurdle because the game is fighting against itself at every point to be like... Um, Triple H is telling you to win the match after doing certain things, but then you then you're forced to lose by the storyline. And it's like this, this none of this makes sense. We need to. Why am I performing a match to a certain degree and doing all these different bits that tell a story? Then for the story to swerve off in a direction that I'm not part of. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess the AEW game is going to be the more arcadey experience. I think they are deeply rooting themselves in. Uh, resting nostalgia anyway you know the whole pre- the whole presentation of dynamite is wcw nitro and mm. i think this i think a wrestling game for them is going to be of that same era yeah no i completely agree well speaking of aew let's look at this week's ratings uh for aew and nxt um and after two weeks on the bounce of losing to nxt aew did claw back a victory this week averaging 731,000 viewers which is up seven percent from last week and is the best number for the show since March 25th. So 
pretty good win in the books for them you know for the last month and they average about the same uh, 0.25 rating as last week in the all important 18 to 49 nxt was down but only four percent to six six five uh thousand well, hundred thousand viewers rather um and but crucially for nxt they were up six percent in the all important demo mm. to get a, a 0.18 rating which is a great great result for nxt because the one thing that they've always had or you know sort of the one not, it's not criticism is the wrong word, but I think what's been a bit of a laughing stock, not a laughing stock, because that seems a bit harsh. But one of the things that people have always made fun at is that they have done very well in the over 50 rating, but have never mm. done very well in actually creating a new audience or bringing a younger audience in. But, you know, this week was a really good week for them. Shame this is the week that everyone tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen this week's we NXT. The... It was a weird week of NXT in which uh, a lot of just odd stuff happened there was a really <laughs> odd promo from johnny gargano and candice the ray there was a really the main event finish was an absolute uh cluster f it was someone who wasn't in the match tagged into the match uh mm. and did a hot tag spot it was a bit like it was just a bit all over the place and i think the other thing is that you know it's a weird time for nxt because it's completely rudderless now because there's no there's no end goal for anything there's no uh pay-per-view coming mm. up as far as we know so like we're just sort of all going there's you know we don't we don't know what we're building to and uh i think that's the structure that wrestling's missing at the moment is that kind of feeling of like well we're going to get here and then something might happen and obviously then the rest of the time stuff is surprising but it just feels like i think we've been trained by normal wrestling to go week to week titles probably won't change hands uh yeah this probably won't happen they're still building to the pay-per-view so I don't know, but maybe it'll take a while for us. Maybe it's us that needs to adjust to the idea that, like, you know, if there's a North American title match next week, North American title could change hands. It might switch it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, Podswafters. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your giggleberries? been a while don't lie so let's thank today's sponsor manscaped for holding people like you accountable to getting rid of the funk and shave your junk especially during this time and not letting their hair grow wild so sort out your big hairy balls too and you don't have to worry about cuts thanks to manscaped's advanced skin safe technology they've also got anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer i mean i put deodorant on my body so i guess i should also put it on the smelliest part of my body as well just because i'm not going out the house doesn't mean i shouldn't let my undertakers stink up the house and when you purchase the new perfect package 3.0 kit at manscaped.com for a limited time only subscribers get not one but two free gifts the shed travel bag worth 39 dollars and the high performance anti-chafing manscaped boxer briefs which true story i'm wearing right now so am I, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code WrestleTalk at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WrestleTalk to get 20% off and free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and even here in the United Kingdom. Support WrestleTalk, support Manscaped, support your balls, and use the code WrestleTalk at manscaped.com. You'll need to tidy balls. Well, thank you. Let's dive into the mailbag. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledgehammers on Patreon, which you can do by looking at this thing right down here, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, and leaving a comment in our community tab that is labeled mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. Make sure it's clearly labeled mailbag, or I might just miss it. Very bad at all of this. <laughs> uh, our first one comes in from Black Mass Alistair Gammon, who says, hey, everyone at WrestleTalk. I know you've been saying this a lot as of late with the mailbag questions, but I do hope you're all safe and uh, and well. Love to all of you and your families. Thank you very much for that. Something's been playing on my life. Something's been playing on my mind in relation to WWE live events when they are able to return to them, of course. Could any of you see WWE and maybe AEW to a much lesser extent, because due to the most part, they're already doing it, looking to use smaller arenas instead of larger ones, such as uh, the Garden in Boston or the Barclays Center in Brooklyn or any of the NHL NBA arenas for Raw and SmackDown, and looking at smaller college or university arenas in the seven to 10,000 range, smaller arenas, higher capacity, greater noise. Also, what was the best thing before sliced bread? Uh, thank you to everything you have done. Proud to be a Patreon backer since late 2017 and will continue to support through this current pandemic. Keep up the consistent consistency. Nice. Thank you very, very much. So, yeah, could we see WWE go to smaller buildings once this is all done? Uh, I think they probably have to. Like, I think the I think there will be an incremental relaxing of uh, social distancing, unless, of course, the protesters get their way in America, uh, in, w- in which case it will just be a free-for-all. Uh, inject disinfectant, mate. That's all you got to do. Yeah, inject disinfectant, and then we can all have a bash at the beach. Uh, it's, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to get a, a relaxing of uh, 
the measures if if, if people are sensible it, you know the, i think the uh advice coming out of scientific organizations will be you should open up uh vital services first you should then open up pubs and restaurants you should then open up gig venues with capacities of under 100 you should then expand that out to multiple hundreds and then we eventually get to the thousands mm. but that's going to be a really slow process um as as people have to you know what what needs to happen at the same time is people need to get a track of who's had the virus who's got the virus who they've been in contact with uh, and what you can't risk is having someone who we don't know has the virus go to a huge venue and potentially give it to a thousand people. Yeah, totally. Because then we're just back in lockdown. Yeah, So, exactly. yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I think WWE, not even just from the point of view of, like, it being acoustically better and filling out an arena is easier at smaller numbers because, you know, there's also probably going to be plenty of people who are going to wait until the last moment to go back out into certain environments as well because i think that's probably just sensible um so yeah even just from the not even just counting the fact that i think it's going to make better television to have a smaller venue with a louder crowd in it um i think they're going to be forced to look for smaller venues as they go and vince said in the uh quarterly reports yesterday well sort of in, in the conference call that they intend that as soon as they're allowed to to hold the first live event like that's mm -hmm. the, they want to be sort of first to the out the door to have the first live events because you know they did the same thing after 9 11 they were the first mm -hmm. sort of like mass gathering of people so they will be looking to do that as well because then you can make a documentary out of it at some point yeah. and it's called running the... back into the fire <laughs> <laughs> but what they also said was that they're expecting venues to be charging less rent because they'll be sort of desperate to have people book them up and so if the venues are charging less rent they can sell things for they can sell ticket prices at a lower value which mm. in turn they hope means they will get a higher amount of people buying those tickets and attendance figures will actually be up again so it's so in line though isn't it because i think maybe then event tickets might be higher in the long run because mm. there's going to be a point at which those venues are going to want to switch to an even higher rate to make up for some of the loss that they've had right exactly yeah, yeah. uh isaiah kinkay or kinada says uh, i'm a new patron backer and i've been a rest talk supporter since it was just ollie i remember when luke was just ollie the friend would sometimes <coughs> oh, sorry excuse me he's getting choked up talking about his past <laughs> <laughs> oh god he's really sorry. upset sorry I was, what a uh, beautiful a moment i was a bit of muesli from breakfast this morning Ooh. um <clears throat> I remember when Luke was just Ollie's friend that would sometimes come on. Anyways, quick question. What do you want wrestling to look like in five years? Really looking for your thoughts on WWE, NXT, and AEW. For reference, only 50% of the guys that wrestled at WrestleMania 31 are still in the company today. Mm. Which is, that's quite the stats. Um, I wonder if that includes the Battle Royal as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so what, what do you want wrestling to look like in five years' time? I don't know. Five years' time, I... <sighs> I guess in five years' time, I think like all fans, I would just like to see the people that I liked getting the kudos that I think they deserve. Um, and that, but that's the case of rooting for anyone, isn't it? I just, I just think, I think like WWE, I would like to see people like the Fiend becoming a staple of their roster. I would like to see the Fiend starting to occupy a space that was reserved for like the Undertaker, but not be. The Undertaker in mm. WWE, like I think that's the you can't hammer into that hole, but I think he could occupy that space in fans' hearts. I think you want to see people like uh, Daniel Bryan perennially being 
in that title picture. I think you want to see people like Adam Cole on the up and up. Like, I want to see, I want to see a world in which it's not just Brock Lesnar's got a really big contract and he's going to come in for big, big title matches. Yeah, you know, I want to see it be like, here's a roster who you know are going to be there week in, week out. This is, you know, it's why Brock got his shot in the first place. You know, this is Brock. They needed someone to be there because a load of other people were leaving, so they needed someone who was going to be the champion. And this is why Brock left because he decided that the uh, the work rate wasn't good for him, so he went. And then, but then to bring him back sort of intermittently, I think has ruined the experience of those top two championships because people just don't think they're there to be defended. Yeah, uh, I certainly sort of uh, I would like to see AEW still around. That mm. is, uh, aside from you know, to echo your statements of just seeing the guys that I like and the guys and girls that I like doing well. I'd like to see not AEW just doing well and still around, but you know, thriving. You know, having got a good TV deal, uh, you know, mm. a, a secondary TV deal, and just well, what I don't want. What I, I would kind of suck to see is that AEW is still around, but it's like a shell of what they used to be. So it's like, you know, they're only running in front of 100 or 200 people. Like that's that would be quite a sad sort of uh, end, to the, end to the tale. So I'd like to see them still doing as well as they are now, if not better. Uh, I think that would be a, a really good thing. Well, again, uh, competition is healthy. Oh, I re- yeah. We didn't answer the sliced bread question, Luke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, you're absolutely right. Um, what, <laughs> what was, was better the, than What was the best bread? thing before? I suppose it would have been, I mean, bread is great, right? Well, you um, know, stages of bread, right? So there's bread, you get you get bread, and bread, you're like, whoa, bread's amazing. But then to eat bread, you have to rip the bread. So ripped bread is the, mm-hmm. and then you thought, mm, we could probably do this nicer. Yeah. And that's when you invent sliced bread. <laughs> well, surely there's a step between that is you have, you, just, you cut bread. So you cut bread into slices. Um, but it's not technically sliced bread because sliced bread is then, it comes already sliced for you. Mm. So you you're sort of removing one step. So you're right. It's bread, so cut, then ripped yeah. bread, cut up bread, sliced bread. Cool. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> the biker Gina Sexton says, "Hello, Russ. Talk. Not really a question, but I just wanted to say I finally become a pledge hammer. I wanted to say thank you for all the work you do, especially in these dark times. Keep safe. Also, on a side note, an indie UK promotion called New Force Wrestling, based in West London, who I wrestle for, is bringing out a mobile card trading game, which I am a playable character in, and I'm really excited. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's good to have something to be happy about. Being stuck at home all day long is boring and frustrating." trading stay safe everyone um that's awesome mm. congratulations i'll have to look into that it is uh, boring and frustrating as well though yeah oh man it's so depressing talking to ollie davis around these sort of time because he's getting very bored of all of this now yeah. he's getting very bored of his four walls i keep being like it's like being under house arrest but i also have to go to work <laughs> just <laughs> it's like the weekend is meaningless it's just another day i'm just like yeah you know, i'm not excited to get to the end of today and be like wow saturday and sunday Can't i know wait. yeah particularly because like i'm now doing work on saturdays as well and a mm. little bit on sundays it just means that every day is a work day now um flame inc live are we going to have predictions uh and wrestle league happening yes we are we're certainly going to be doing predictions for money in the bank and well yeah because it'll be from now until SummerSlam, that's the next season. So yeah, we will still be doing our wrestling predictions. Um, secondly, if you could bring back three wrestlers from the dead in their prime, no wrestlers here, for another run in WWE, who would it be? Do not say Eddie, because that's the easy answer. Well, that's that's the one I want, Eddie. but it would be Eddie. Yeah. Um, 
give this one a good long think. Uh, I would bring back Ashley Mazzaro, Randy Savage, and Roddy Piper. Well, Roddy Piper is a, is a great shout. Roddy is a great shout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie's my answer. Eddie's always going to be my think, answer. Eddie's too good. He, he's, he was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, take him, can I take him from Eddie, Can I have Eddie three times? <laughs> oh, yeah. We have got the three, three amigos three, yeah. as, a, yeah. as a tag team. So I'm definitely picking Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, possibly Piper, because Piper was such a good talker and such a great character. China. Oh, China's... Yes, China's a great shout. Yeah, proper, mm. like, in her prime China. That's a really, really good I think shout. She, and she would, like, just add something to the women's division. I think yeah, she completely. Would be, she 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 would occupy... Like, she would, I, she would immediately push Nia Jax out. Yeah. Not to be horrible to Nia Jax, but I just think she would... She would in WWE's head, just be like, no, that's the monster. That's like, that's the that's the character we're going to use for that now. Like, um, well, let's uh, also give a shout out to uh, Flaming Life because he says, please keep up the good work in all of this and keep healthy. I tried to keep myself, but high risk with asthma plus essential worker doesn't help at all in this time in life. So all, uh, yeah, all the goodwill to you, my friend. Yeah, Matt safe, Field. Man. Matt Field, uh, hello, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of Talk Team. Uh, it was so sad hearing about the passing of Howard Finkel. I myself am only 24 years old, and I've only ever watched his legendary announcing career through the way of classic programming on the network, but still think he is simply the best to ever do it. My question is, what is your single greatest memory of the Fink? For me, it was Survivor Series 2011 when announcing CM Punk, where it seemed to take forever to get his words out, and CM Punk came out and took the piss. Uh, thank you for your hard work and consistency, Matt Field. Now, I, I, when when Fink passed, a lot of people showed that clip again. When Fink came mm. out, it was a CM Punk request that he wanted Fink to come out to announce him to the ring. And, you know, particularly because then we can get the, and no, you know, get the, the full sort of Fink experience. But I don't like watching that clip because it is really undermined by Vince McMahon telling the commentators to laugh at Fink. And it's just, it's a horrible, horrible clip to listen to because it's Fink getting genuinely emotional and really like showing genuine emotion for this great honor that he's been bestowed upon. And it is completely undermined by Michael Cole acting like a knobhead, mm. giggling on commentary because he took his little, took a little while to get his words out because he was trying to overcome the emotions. And it's so horrible to watch. And it's, it's classic WWE bullying BS. Mm. So it's it's not one of my favorite Fink memories because I think it's it's ruined by by WWE themselves. But it's, I mean, I've got so uh, hearing the and new, yeah. and I think one of my favorite and news will always be The Rock winning the title at Backlash two thousand. Mm. Like because that was it was what I wanted to have happened at WrestleMania was was for The Rock to win, and we got it at Backlash instead with the help of Austin. And um, yeah, and you know, as I posted on Twitter um, after Wrestle or just before WrestleMania X7, when he announced there will be no disqualifications, sassy, sassy thing. <clears throat> I think I think that's the thing. I think it's one of those it's one of those jobs in wrestling that is like almost overlooked, isn't it? It's 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 one of those things that becomes such a part of the wallpaper. Um, and then to have been the guy to put up the wallpaper, I think is the that's the really important thing that Fink did. I think that's the the key there is that he, you know, so much of my memory of hearing it is just in his voice. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably the best memory for me. It's not even like a specific moment, it's just the fact that that is just what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. 
Uh, Liana Perry said, hey lads, hope you're all safe in London. I love watching old crowd pops and big returns every now and again when the wrestling bug hits strong. It's amazing to re-watch wrestlers debut uh, or big wins and see how amazingly over they were. For example, Dolph cashing in Money in the Bank, Revival or Nakamura's debut, etc. So sad to see how over they were or how little reaction they draw now, especially as there's no crowd. My question is, out of everyone on the roster, do you uh, do you wish was still as over as they were when they debuted or won a championship from Liana? You say it how you want to say, uh, the, excuse me, you say it how you would say the car, the Suzuki Liana. Uh, yes, my mum named me after a car uh, from Oxfordshire. So I'm going to, I mean, I don't know how to say a Suzuki Liana because I've got a Suzuki Swift, Minora mm. Suzuki Swift. So I'm going to say Liana, Liana, Liana. I don't know. I, don't know. I can't see how it's spelled. <laughs> no, um, uh, L-I-A-N-A. Liana. Liana. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I mean, you kind of have your my answer in your uh, question there, which is Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. Like, I I miss NXT debut against Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, when he still cared. Yeah, I miss that. I miss that Nakamura. What before WWE drummed it out of him? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess like there's there's so many people that just have that. You know, if you don't, and it's weird because Shinsuke's still got the big entrance. He's still got the great song. He's still, you know, there's so much about him that's still got that mystique to him. He's still clearly like a performer on a on a different level to a lot of people. With just like he's got a, a whole way of holding himself and carrying himself. And yeah, it's just. It's a shame that something that WWE chose to do could just ruin people's feelings of that. I feel like Sami Zayn is another one that I would mm -hmm. like to see, like on the other on the flip side of things, like to see NXT Sami Zayn, or even when he first came up to the main roster, Sami Zayn, like before all the injuries, before all that stuff, like um, when people were really rooting for him as an underdog, and like to get all the way down the line, it's only now that he's winning his first championship. Just yeah baffles me completely it's just what what a waste of talent clearly absolutely uh rusev is another one like you know, yeah. go back to like wrestlemania rusev coming out in a tank gotta miss that rusev mm. rusev um, day the height of rusev day as well yeah absolutely and the other one actually that sprung to mind was uh finn balor mm. um and i'm you know balor's doing great stuff down in now he's gone back to nxt but i do miss that that baby face balor that was in nxt like you know I, I i think you were there for takeover london uh yeah. i know you're on it yeah and it like being part of that crowd there to do the big entrance and everything for the match was just it was amazing like me and my, my buddy were there in our balor club t-shirts mm. absolutely like just in such adoration of balor so i do miss that balor in some sense also and also i miss the finn balor that you know was first draft pick on raw and yeah the first universal champion like i miss all of that that's the, that was the point where everyone was like he's the next big thing and obviously that's a unfortunate circumstance with him but they 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 should have the refresh that he's had in nxt is something that they probably should have thought of on raw or smackdown at some point yeah. just got like, let's just do this because it completely revamps the character uh, Dylan from Cork, good lad this one. Uh, favorite time of the week again, listening to two of my favorite bunch of wrestling pals. I mentioned in a previous mailbag back in February that I'd started training with my local indie promotion, Phoenix Wrestling in beautiful Cork Island. Subscribe to our streaming service over at pivotshare.com, shameless plug. Mm -hmm. I've now started developing my character. 
As we all know, a theme song is a critical part to a wrestling character, and it got me wondering, if you were a wrestler, what song would you use as your entrance music? I'm a big fan of the metal band Norma Jean and think their song Deathbe uh, Deathbed Atheist and Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste would be fantastic songs to make an entrance. On a side note, thank you to all of the WrestleTalk Parts Fun known uh, teams for the fantastic entertainment you provide during these tough times. I know we've never met, but you are genuinely some of my best friends, and I hope to uh, be able to cross paths with you in the person in the future. I up to my pledge to $25 this month to show my uh, small part appreciation for you guys. Well, thank you so much, Dan. Oh, You're a top, man. top dude. I hope we do cross paths again. You've been mm -hmm. a long time uh, listener and emailer. Um, so, yeah, if you could have a song to be your entrance theme, Call me oh, out, Paul Simon. The whole crowd going da 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 da. That's what I'd do. Yeah, that's such a great shout. I, uh, I, I like wrestlers who have. I don't like. I there's a play, there's thousands and thousands of wrestlers with metal themes, and I just I think the ones that always stick out in my head is like it's Grado coming yeah. out to like a prayer, like. I just think there's something in that, you know, there's something in uh, Jimmy Jacobs coming out to uh, whatever that song is about horses that he comes out to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. But like, there's, I think there's a lot in, in those, like, it doesn't quite fit a traditional wrestling pop, basically. Yeah, totally. Which is why, I mean, my answer was going to be... Um... Uh, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. Yes. Because that is like, you can have the big dum dum, oh baby, yeah. do you know what that's worth? And like, you know, have the crowd sing along that. Because, yeah, when you, you sort of mentioned Paul Simon, Grado was the first thing that came to mind. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I used to do backyard wrestling in my sort of teenage years, very, very poorly, I, I hasten to add. Um, <laughs> I was all about like the metal music and coming out to what sounded cool. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to come out to, to Faith No More because like, they're my favorite band. But actually, yeah, sort of in my 30s, I'm like, no, I want a fun, fun song to be an entrance theme. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another good one is uh, Chesney Hawks, I'm the one and only. Yeah. That's great. That'd, that'd be a great entrance theme because you got that big doom <laughs> yeah. burst through the curtain. I am the one and only. <laughs> Uh, Erectly, hello everyone at Wrestle Talk. Hope you're doing well. What do you think is the most overrated match? Overrated, like as in like just one match or like a gimmick or? I think uh, what Erectly means is like a match that is incredibly praised, but when you watched it, you were like, nah, didn't really, didn't really work for me. I mean, my answer is it's Brett Sean from WrestleMania, the 60 minute Iron Man match. Mm. I think it's quite frankly a bit boring it's, it's really not for me what, what haven't i enjoyed i don't like my my memory is only just saying recent things but <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't think anything's been like i don't feel like anything's been massively overrated i think people have always like things that i have enjoyed have either been widely enjoyed or the criticism i feel have been leveled at them fairly uh mm. take the randy orton edge match from wrestlemania 36 that was yeah. just at the top of my head at the moment like that i think has all the fair criticism leveled at it of being far too low <laughs> and fairly boring but you know had a lot of emotion in there and there was some really good bits and the end was really great but yeah mm -hmm. i think that's the thing about wrestling it's like there's so many bits that ebb and flow um so i don't really know what's been highly praised that i was like meh uh, do you know what I like about Arakli as well is that's it. It's just, you know, it's a, a question that has got seven seven words. 
short and sweet i like you ironically i like that a lot uh wilson simon says hello lads hope everything is all right i know we can't all wait for the steve carino thing to be over speaking of steve carino i'm sure you're all very excited to be uh first show back with fans it's if someone gave you a mic and wanted you uh, someone to give you a magic wand and you could book the first show back and anything you wanted and any matches you wanted with any guys in any company what would you book and why personally no matter what show it is i'm starting with biggie going oh insert town biggie and kofi come out and step aside for xavier woods's return new day cut a promo and then 24 7 title shenanigans xavier super kicks the gronk for your new 24 7 champion xavier woods it's just a start but i hope you're doing well and staying safe very very strange times we are in can't thank you all enough for reading this happy birthday chopper i liked everything you had there until it involved the 24 7 title because xavier woods is far too good for that stupid ah, dumb I, title no, i think i think xavier woods would make that title if you gave it to Xavier Woods and you said, just do what you want with it and like incorporate into up, up, down, down and all of that stuff, I think you that title would suddenly make sense again. It would, mm, it would go back maybe. to like the first week of it where actually sort of people were like, oh, okay, I kind of get this. And then it was just the roll-up belt. Like the point of it was, I, I feel like the pitch was it was meant to be the hardcore title, right? And then it's now, it's just the, oh, I've cheap shotted you in the middle of an interview and rolled you up. Like it, yeah. it should be... You know, it should be more. I guess it should be more kind of like the the Proteus title in uh, mm -hmm. progress. progress. Where it's, a bit, it's a bit more like whoever holds it sort of is the one to it sort of dictates the way it's defended. So if someone is like quite violent holding a twenty four seven belt, they should be defending it quite viciously. But instead, everyone's just defending it the same way, which is they're not. They're just getting snuck up on. I think Drake Maverick um, was a good 24-7 champion. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, he did some good stuff with it for the, the brief period of time. I think if I'm uh, having a guy start a show, um, just because I'm thinking of that sort of like just great crowd pop and crowd reaction, it's Cody on an, an episode of Dynamite. It, it's mm. that the lights going out and the big thing raising up and Cody coming up from the stage. I think because he's got such a great sort of love from the AEW fan base. I think it would just be an absolutely monster pop for him. Or, you know, even Jericho with people singing along with uh, Judas. I think it's mm. going to be a, it'd be a really fun way to open up a show and sort of like just welcome back, you know, this sort of everyone is here to, to enjoy themselves again. Main event, I want Drew McIntyre, WWE champion, to walk out and say, we're back for the, we're back for a main event. And I refuse to sit in the back and not defend my hard fought WWE championship um on this show and adam cole's music hits oh and we get the thing they teased in nxt and they never got to pay off on yeah that's cool that's very good uh the snapdragon king ryo or ryu odonte hey you guys i just became a pledge hammer recently and i'm enjoying the wrestle talk extra content of you covering old pay-per-views i work overnights during most of the week so can't normally watch or catch your shows live on youtube but i do watch the catch-up parts and have that thumbs up party my question is sort of long but i wondered about if recently after going back and looking at the hardy boys in tna how would you feel about a match of the fiend versus willow the wisp Willow. I know Willow was sort of like a mysterious character, like The Fiend. Honestly, I think they could have a really fun match. Your thoughts? I very much appreciate the question, uh, Snapdragon King, but I effing hated the Willow character. Effing hated it with a with a passion. I hated that character. No. <laughs> I don't want it. 
<laughs> don't like Jeff Hardy. I don't like Willow, especially Willow. Uh, I like, yeah, I like uh, Jeff. I like Jeff. I've really gone off Jeff recently. Uh, no, I like Jeff. I like old Jeff. I don't like current Jeff. Yeah, Jeff from from the last ten years. Uh, Tom Delves, uh, good day, lads. Hope uh, all is well. With the talk of Sarah Logan being rehired, do you think she will be the one to stop Shayna winning at Money in the Bank? So before we do, there's not talk of Sarah Logan being rehired. So she was brought back. So so we, I mean, we our sources have confirmed. So Louis uh, Dangor over on Rust Talk interview to go and subscribe to our uh, another channel um, where he's doing some great interview stuff there. Um, his sources have said that Sarah Logan was backstage at Raw this week. Um, and I think that word got out that she was backstage. So they canceled all the segments that she was going to be a part of, but she was mentioned like throughout the show. Mm -hmm. But according to what Meltzer wrote in the Observer this week, it's just because the 90 day non-compete effectively means that WWE are still paying these people. They're paying them for the next mm -hmm. 90 days. And so if they're paying them, they want to use them. And yeah. so they brought Sarah in so that they could use her for a couple of angles. This is the same with Drake Maverick uh, doing the NXT thing. As far as we know, there are no plans to rehire either of them. Mm. And yeah, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talk from backstage of people wanting Sarah Logan to get rehired. And I think that, but I, I said this on God, I can't remember what show this was on now. I think it might have been on Raw or the Raw review I did with Ollie. If I'm Sarah Logan, I'm not going back. Because mm. being released, being the only female member of the Raw roster women's division that was released tells you everything that you need to know about how they see you as a performer in the company. Yeah, And I, I think she, she should probably think high, more highly of herself than that mm. because she's a really great talent that deserves way better than being an enhancement talent. But they kept so, using her. So like, yeah, and they didn't keep using, they didn't always job her out. Like, it, I don't know. I just think it's it's a shame, isn't it? So, yeah. And I, yeah, and I guess also that, you know, the fact that she's backstage, yeah, they want to use her. They might cancel the section she was going to be in, but she's also married to one of the Viking Raiders. So like, yeah, yeah that's another reason to be there, isn't there? Like, it, it's, you know, John Moxley's been inches from being on WWE TV recently. If Renee Young's been being <laughs> interviewed, so like, it's anything goes now. So yeah, so uh, yeah, so I don't know about Sarah Logan. I also don't. I, I think just I, I can't see them putting her over Shayna Baszler either. Just out of nowhere. I mean, I say out of nowhere. Jinder won the title, so you know anything can happen. I but I, I, me and Pete discussed this on the uh, the NXT podcast yesterday. It's like there's no good. There's no up. There's not really an upside to um, bringing back either Drake or Sarah Logan in this instance. Like it's. I think they need to stick to what they've done. They shouldn't be using them. I don't think they should be making them be there. Um, unless they want to be like they desperately want to be there. But like you know, Drake Maverick, they're making. They're using this storyline of yeah. his tweet in NXT. Um, and your options are he gets quite far in the tournament, ultimately loses, and then you've just sort of rubbed his face in it. Uh, you know, whether or not it's part of the story or not, you, you sort of just have manipulated everybody's like real world emotions to try to tell a TV story. Uh, or he wins it and stays in the company, in which case, what's what, why can't everyone else argue? about staying yeah. in the company why can't Zack Ryder turn around and be like hey like yeah. you know 
me and Kurt, like two weeks ago, you put up a video of us unboxing some figures that you wanted us to do. So why why are we any less valuable to you than Drake Maverick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin, uh, I have a question. In most of your reviews, you refer to Charlotte as a badly booked babyface. In my opinion, she turned heel during the road to WrestleMania. I agree that she was a bad babyface when she tagged with Becky against the Kabuki Warriors, but since the Rumble, she's been working heel, and since you guys don't watch NXT, you may have missed the work she did there, where she was clearly a heel. Um, shouldn't we? St should we stop referring to Charlotte as a babyface since she's a heel in WWE's mind? Now, there's your mistake there, Kevin. They don't think she's a heel. They think she's a babyface. It's not us saying she's a badly booked babyface. WWE thinks she's a babyface. Mm. And that makes her a badly booked babyface because she's 100% a heel. She's been a heel. I'd argue she was a heel during TLC. Mm. But she is 100% a heel. But WWE thinks she's a babyface. Yeah, I think WWE thinks she's a Charlotte. And they think she, therefore, is some sort of entity of her own who who precedes herself I, I don't i don't i yeah i think they keep putting her in babyface positions uh and she's definitely a heel character um but i think she's i think she's done some quite good stuff on nxt recently i think the whole nxt title feud that she's been in with rhea ripley was really good had a really good payoff but that match was great i wish it would gone longer i wish i'd mm -hmm. seen more of it uh, i'm excited to see the proper one in front of a big crowd and i'm, I'm liking where they sort of leading her now that she's feuding with uh Mia Yim in a sort of a uh you you know you were my first match in NXT and I'm now gonna raise you up in the same way that you raised me up back then um I think there's some good wrinkles in that that they can manipulate mm. uh Abraham I just fantasy booked myself into a story where Murphy won money in the bank um so yeah he's got a, a long sort of fantasy booking uh thing here which is very very good we've already passed it on to Adam um but he does ask, uh, do you think that Seth needs a feud that he can win? Who does he face after Drew? My pick is that he and Murphy face Ricochet and Alexander so Rollins can get the win and potentially recruit the support club. So, yeah, I think sort of like his his point is that, you know, Seth losing at, at WrestleMania is now going off to face Drew where he most likely will win again. Um, so does Seth need a feud that he can win? Yes and no. I think it depends on what their what their options are for him after uh, this failure. Because this failure could be the crack in the real crack in Seth that turns him like into you know turns him from just like um, talkative cult leader with a magnetic personality into Charles Manson. You know this this could be the thing that like sends him over the edge, um, and that's when you start to accrue really disposable people that you don't really care for as your disciples and that's when i think things get a bit more interesting when he starts to wield a bit more power yeah we, we've had a lot on raw review uh podcast that we've done with people saying do you think they should hire x do you think they should hire y but i don't think that seth's group needs more members at this point like mm. i think they've got like the the, the the three members that they've got or the four of them with seth works fine as it is and like i don't think we just need to add more members to it for for very you know for not for no reason whatsoever uh but you know i could see seth winning at money in the bank and beating mm. drew for the title holding on to it until drew can win it back in front of a crowd so you can do that drew coronation but in front of an audience you just do it against seth instead of against brock mm. that's fun yeah i think that's probably a good way of doing it it's, it's difficult though isn't it because it's like this is such a fine line of when to pull the trigger on that because they could do that for here thinking well we'll be able to do this at SummerSlam 
and then we might not be able to do SummerSlam. So we don't, you know, it, it, you could just have, you could torpedo Drew's moment inadvertently mm. by trying to give him the bigger moment that he clearly deserved. Yeah. Frank said, if you could switch lives with someone from the office for a week, who would you switch with and why? Love from Texas, who apparently is going into quarantine soon, so wish us luck, Frank. Um, I don't know if he means the US or the UK office or our own office. I think maybe um, our own office. Uh, oh, which is good because I don't really know anything about either show. Um, <laughs> I don't really know who I'd want to switch out with for a week because I quite like where I am. Yeah, I like my life. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's just to see, to get a better understanding. Well, I was going to say Andy because he's on his own. Like he is, uh, I mean, like everyone else in the, in the team, in the office is quarantined with someone, you know, I'm with mm. my wife, you're with your lady partner, Ollie's with his, Pete's with his, Adam's with his, but Andy's not the quarantine with his lady partner. They are living separately at the moment because mm. they don't live together. So I kind of would like to see what it's like to live on your own for a whole week. Like da, da, what, da, what? I could do you anything I want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What does that entail? I haven't lived on my own for a week in many, many well uh, uh probably since a Christmas two thousand six, maybe was the last time I lived on my own for a week. Because I was I was I was at university working at Game Station, which means I was working over the Christmas period. So I went home on New Year's Eve and mm. I went back to Portsmouth on the evening of Christmas Day because I had to work on Boxing Day. So I, I worked Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. So I was living in my uh, my university house on my own. So I guess that's the last time I lived on my own for a whole week. I really so enjoy living in my university house on my own. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gal uh, Galagoon Classic said, with the announcement of Money in the Bank being on the roof of WWE HQ and the well-received cinematic matches, do you think there is a chance we will see someone thrown off the actual roof of the building? And if so, who will it be? AJ Styles. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we've, I think we've got all the raw people in there now. No, nope, AJ just... Styles. <laughs> We're just going to keep killing him. Keep killing him. Just rises the new, from the dead. The new Kenny. <laughs> I like that answer a lot. Um, I don't think anyone's going to get thrown off the actual roof. I think you need to... Uh, yes, it's cinematic, but I do think you need to add some semblance of realism to it. Otherwise, it becomes a bit... Otherwise, it becomes Boneyard Match. Where, I think you know, they'll tease they, it. They killed, they killed guy. Yeah, oh yeah, 100% they will tease it. But I, I think they might even do... I think they might even do someone hanging over the edge mm. and film yeah. it like that, and then have them climb back in to... That would be the person who wins the match, I reckon. Uh, Jobber JJ, uh, hello, Swaff Nation and the Wrestle Talk incredible crew. I watched the Brawl for All Dark Side of the Ring episode, and Russo WWF excuse is I didn't know about concussions and CTE, despite WWF doing storylines about concussions. So my question is, how much information was there about concussions in the in the nineties and early two thousands? Have a such su safe day. So the NFL knew. Um, you know, that's that's been sort of quite well documented. There were a lot of doctors who were going out to me and like, look how dangerous this is. But also, like, mm. you've only got to look at boxers throughout the years and how all of their brains uh, slowly deteriorated from their sort of heavy blows to their heads to sort of know that it was a long term dangerous thing. I think the we didn't know anything about concussions is. Uh, I, I think it, it's 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 hindsight talking as opposed to like I, I don't think it's a it's a real excuse. I think perhaps they knew, they just didn't think it was as serious as it really was. I think they didn't. I think what I think what they yeah I think what they're trying to use as a bit of a loophole is that the science 
didn't necessarily know exactly what happened to the brain mm. under the duress of multiple concussions, uh, which I think people do know now that it basically shrinks and that causes regression. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think they had that definite answer, but they definitely had case studies of people losing it. You know, like yeah. they, had, they had case studies of people suffering severe consequences from having multiple concussions. They just didn't know exactly what the brain had done to cause that yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like they use concussions as storylines a lot. I remember there's a, there's a line from JR where someone went out with a concussion and JR essentially called them a pussy for being out with a concussion. Like, you know, they that that was the the sort of the way that they looked at it. Uh, King Chad says, I just want to tell you guys that you've been killing it consistently. Well, I'm sure it's been a tough scramble to deal with Steve Carino. You guys have not only risen to the challenge, but have capitalized. You're reporting on Black, Black Wednesday and the original interviews coming out of it have been first rate. Well, thank you very much, thank you. Uh, King Chad. That's very nice of you to say. Abnahav, um, as Laurie is here, I have an NXT question that I want to ask. In NXT, there are certain female wrestlers who are not that good and not pushed once they come to the main roster. Sorry, that are not that good and not pushed, but once they come to the main roster, they improve and usually outshine good wrestlers from NXT, e.g. Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Lacey Evans. Who do you think will be the next one to join them? I believe it will be Aaliyah or Vanessa Bourne. I could see Vanessa Bourne. I think, I think that's the difference, though, isn't it? I think that those... The examples you've given there are people who fit the uh, the Vince McMahon mold, the the blonde performers who fit a certain like archetype in his eyes, um, and you know they don't necessarily have to be the the, the most technical wrestlers because if they are uh, like their character sort of speaks for itself, and I think Bliss, Carmella, and Lacey Evans have quite strong characters. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that Bliss and Carmella are definitely like on that level of I think Lacey Evans is maybe a step above them in terms of like wrestling performance level and then I'd agree, got, yeah. and then you've got that next echelon of like the Becky Lynch's the Sasha Banks's Shayna etc Charlotte I think Charlotte's probably even above all of them I completely um, agree uh, I think Charlotte's the best wrestler they have um, I'd say her and Asuka yeah yeah and, and so um I guess yeah. Who who from NXT would go up? Like, it's difficult because I think NXT's current crop of women doesn't doesn't have a lot of chaff in that sense of like people that you just you know the show is much really bigger now. The show is so much bigger now that you don't really have anyone fitting that mold beyond Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. And I can't see the main roster even being interested in them. Yeah, really. Like NXT is barely interested in them. So. <laughs> unless yeah, they get I, like you know alexa bliss only really got i think alexa bliss only really got the big push off nxt because of the management role with blake and murphy and that gave mm -hmm. her lots of screen time Aliyah yeah. is just fill it like Aliyah is being used as an enhancement talent yeah uh yeah i don't think Carmela's all that great in all honesty i think she was great in nxt she's a good character but i don't think she was all that great on the main roster either but mm -hmm. i think Lacey evans was really good in nxt and she's just shown she's really good on the main roster as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris, hi, lads. Hope you're both doing well. My question is, if you could choose anyone to have a run in NXT, who would it be? For me, it would be John Cena versus the Undisputed Era, ending with Cena versus Cole for the NXT Championship at TakeOver. Thank you, guys, keeping us all sane in these hard times. You could definitely play up the... You could do some sort of Nexus-style... Uh, redux then couldn't you if you you know mm -hmm. if john cena is now on the redemption tour because of bray wyatt he's going to be like well next target is 
what I think is the new nexus, and that's going to be the undisputed era. And then this is where you go, okay, well, John Cena's now going to put over this big faction, which you should have done with the nexus. Yeah, um, yeah I don't, who would I like to see go do a run in NXT? Randy Orton. Randy. Does it have to be someone who hasn't been there? I guess that's what they mean. Yeah. Uh, mm. I guess that was what Chris means by his question. But yeah, I could only because where he said John Cena, but I would certainly, I'd, I'd love to see Randy Orton go for a run down there, particularly being like, you know, um, I'm the main roster star. Like go down as a uh, super yeah. duper heels. Like the main we roster do, star. Yeah. We do the Legend Killer in reverse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing I mean, Legend be... Killer Minority Report. I'm going <laughs> to kill you before you're a legend. Uh, <laughs> uh, AJ Styles, I'd like to see go down to NXT. Mm. Because I think yeah. we got we got the nice little tease of that when they were doing the crossover stuff before Survivor Series, and I would like to see him have a proper run in there. Yeah, Lorenzo Haynes. Uh, I noticed in the WrestleMania 20, uh, 21 reviews, you guys didn't mention Rey Mysterio's mask problem in his match. Did you ever read or hear about how the button on Mysterio's mask broke before the match, and he kept having to hold onto it throughout the match? Uh, I don't think I have ever uh, read or heard about that. But to be honest, I honestly I didn't even notice. That's how good Rey is. That's how good and Rey and Eddie were. Uh, Michael Plowman, hello and much love to the WrestleTalk crew. Got a lovely package from the boys today with a shipment of merch, including my own dance, chopper dance, and of course, the support wrestling screw coronavirus shirt for my cousin, who is also in the independent wrestling business. My question is, when is Ollie going to light it up? Well, Michael, I certainly hope you watched today's news which will have gone up before this. Uh, and lastly, from Matthew Shield, hello, Wrestle Talk. Hopefully, Ollie is on this week as he probably knows most about my question. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I have a question about how advertising works on YouTube. Is it possible to advertise your videos on other channels? I do honestly think you guys could hit a million subs very quickly if people knew Adam was back on YouTube doing his top 10 videos. If it's possible uh, to do it, why uh, can't you or don't you? Uh, love you all. Uh, just thinking about this, what's best for the channel? Well, Matthew, I can answer that question. Uh, no, you can't advertise on other people's channels unless, of course, you do crossover stuff with them or you know, they say... I mean, you could possibly pay YouTube to make an advert for you, but I don't think advertising on YouTube is probably the best thing in the world because people are very quick to skip those ads. Yeah, um, you've got five seconds to be like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I uh, I would certainly say that it's... Uh, yeah, unless you do crossover stuff. But that's that's always like the best... You know, it's what we wanted to do with Parts mm. of Unknown and, and with Quizzlemania was to kind of use the the platform that we've got to try and like give other people a bit of you know, some, some notice, you know, bring in Brian Zane, bring in Stephen Larson. We've got um, Sean Ross Sapp coming on a next week's uh, episode of Quizzlemania. We want to try and elevate some more of these channels, but at the same time, you know, we also get some benefit from them because they've got their own audiences that then might come across and see us for the first time. So yeah. it, it's all about that sort of like, yeah, it's all working together to promote each other's channels. Might be a daft question, but do you have any plans for the weekends? God no. Uh, <laughs> I am. The only plans I've got is that we've been doing a we've been doing a family call at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, which has been quite fun. Um, but what normally happens is me and my brother zoom in, and then mm -hmm. my family just give the iPad to my sister, and yeah. then me and me and Jay just put different things in the backdrop that Cassie likes. And then she yeah. just stares at it, eventually leaning closer and closer into the camera. <laughs> uh, so that's quite fun. Uh, yeah. But I, I haven't seen my dad and my stepmom for a while because they sit off they sit off the iPad and Cassie's just holding it. Just hear them talking. Um, yeah. Doing that, I've organised to play a bit of Smash Bros with my brother as well, which he keeps that's beating cool. me out. 
Oh, oh that's really, less cool. Really annoying. Uh, <laughs> if he's playing Piranha Plant, it's so hard. <laughs> it's got so much edge guarding facilities. That's that is literally my weekend plans. Oh no, I'm going to catch up with Housemate Simon as well. Oh, that's cool. How is Housemate Simon? He seems all right. Yeah, he seems quite good. He's been texting me about doing a podcast, but he's also doesn't want to do any work for it. So <laughs> probably not going to happen. <laughs> amazing um yeah because i haven't seen him in ages because the one week that he was there for our D session i wasn't there mm. so um yeah i haven't seen him in a long time now i think well tuesday should be the one shouldn't it i was gonna say tuesday we're all like the gang's all gonna be together because we're this coming to the end of our D. yeah so we, we do think it's the Some finale rat bastard we gotta kill so we, yes we do think this is going to be the finale of this campaign yeah, I mean, it might take six weeks, knowing us, but yeah, I think I think well, this is this is the end of uh, our adventures in the jungle. Yeah, I mean, George seemed to end. George seemed to suggest that it was right when when I said this is coming to the end now, so should we not? Yeah, be? I mean, he he certainly didn't say no, yeah. so that would suggest that it is coming to an end, but I don't know. And well, this was a stopgap, right? So he could write the next bit properly. Yeah, because so, this is this is yeah, this isn't one of his own ones, is it? Yeah, this is it's one a, of his It's own... a modified version of Tomb of Annihilation, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, well, let's see if there is anything in the old email mailbag. That was a terrible sentence. The email mailbag. Uh, the email, email mailbag. Uh, I think I used to call it the pod bag. Um, so uh, let's see what we have got that we could possibly read out. Uh, oh, actually, this is a strange one that came in from uh, Daniel, who said, I've been arguing about this for hours. I've literally hate my wife now. Is it donuts or dough nuts? So he's got D-O, like D-O-H nuts, like dough nuts, or D-O-E nuts. But to me, it would also be donuts. Hmm. Right? It's donut. Donut. Yeah. Like, dough. so I would have said it's dough, as in, but I would have also said, like, if I was if you were doughing on someone, like, I don't know, so that's the right thing is to say, is it? But yeah, I just feel like it's... Doughing nuts. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one. Do, do you um, mean like dough with a... Duch nut. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, this weekend, um, mm. uh, I'm cooking a three-course meal. Goodness. For my wife. Uh, so I'm going to go out, I'm going to brave the shops soon enough and go and get everything I need for that. But yeah, that's my basically my plan for this weekend. I don't know what we're going to do on Sunday. What's this meal? Oh. Well, I won't say it too loud. Oh, yeah. I won't say it too loud because she's in the other room. Okay, so it's, I've got an amuse bouche of uh, potato and cabbage, uh, like within potato skins. Mm -hmm. It's a little amuse bouche, a little starter, uh, a starter of uh, lobster salad. Whoa. Doing big air quotes because it's a vegan. Um, chicken so laxa. <laughs> you have to imagine the lobster. Uh, chicken laxa um, mm -hmm. as a main. And then I've got a, a pre-dessert of gin and tonic granita. And then a dessert of a vanilla cheesecake with a raspberry coulis. That's actually a five-course meal. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't oh. know that yet. Ah, I see. Yes, so that's uh, so I'm very excited to do that because I haven't had to, I've I've got a cooking bug because Great British Menu's on, and Master Chef is finished, and yeah, I bloody love cooking me, so I'm I'm excited. I'm, I've never done that dessert before. Mm -hmm. Very good. And we got a quiz tonight, mate. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've actually I'm washing my hair. Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, what's Gemma and Tim doing tonight? So I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to them doing the quiz. Well, I'm hoping I get through Explained by then, because... <laughs> oh, right, of course, you've got really a video day. ...turning into a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. I keep doing, like, two hours work and being like, cool, how far through the video am I? A minute and a half more. Brilliant. It's 20 minutes <laughs> <Brilliant>. left. Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, on that note, let's get out of here so you can... Well, we go to our morning meeting, and then you mm -hmm. can do your Explained video. I mean, I'm going to skip the morning meeting. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Um, Pete and Andy will be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review, and they will likely be talking about Andy's new Baldi Baldi head. Um, and yeah, and then we'll be back on Tuesday with the Raw review. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 